All righty, righty. How's everybody doing? We want to welcome you to the Marriage Reloaded podcast. My name is Reverend James Richardson. And I'm Trefina Richardson. Hello, everyone. Yes, and we're so glad to be with you tonight. We're so glad you're tuning in. You can't see her, but my wife is beautiful over here. She's looking beautiful to, to, tonight. And I'm so glad to be in the booth with her and doing this podcast tonight. So we just, we're going to just have a good time tonight. We have a, a hot topic that we're going to be talking about tonight. And so we just want you to just cozy up with us tonight. Get you a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or something or whatever it is that you drink and just cozy up with us tonight. So how are you feeling uh, today, honey? I'm doing wonderful. Thanks for the beautiful compliments. And uh, he's not looking so bad himself, you guys. Um, he's such a handsome gentleman. You can't see him, but um, he's got this beautiful skin and the most amazing smile that I've ever seen. And I'm so grateful to be in this booth with you. Uh, as we just share about love today, yeah, beautiful marriage, yeah, and and we have we have been married for twenty eight wonderful years. Oh yeah, yes, yes, and going on twenty nine, but twenty eight years of marriage, and so we're happy to just be able to share with you on on this on this day. And so uh, we want to give you our information. Um, if you want to watch more of our podcast, live podcast. And you want to see the videos? We have videos. You can catch us on the YouTube network on the on YouTube on the Kingdom Rock Network. That's KingdomRock.org. You can catch us on there, and you can see some of our podcasts that we have recorded in the past. And we've covered so many different subjects about marriage and couples. So we want you to uh, we want you we definitely want you to tune in there. And we're also on Roku on the Kingdom Rock. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, yes. Roku, the Roku. If you have Roku TV, if you look up Kingdom Rock Network, you'll find you'll find us on Roku also. So it's an easy way to uh, catch us on the on Roku TV. If you got a Roku television, you can tune in on there and find us on the Kingdom Rock Network. And also, if you want to get in contact with us or you want to look up our information, you can find our information at marriagerl.com marriagerl.com because we have a wonderful we have a workbook for couples for married couples and we also have a our book that was put out that we put out in 2019 marriage reloaded yes. and, and so that marriage reloaded and that workbook you can get them together or you can get them separately but we recommend that you get them as a package if you're just trying to reload your marriage if you're trying to you know, go to the next level in your marriage. If you're having some issues in your marriage and you want to deal with those issues, then these this is the information. These are the tools that you can get from us. And we also do uh, marriage coaching and marriage counseling ourselves. My wife is a life coach. And so, and I'm an ordained minister. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can go to our website to get in contact with us. Absolutely. And uh, so well, let's get started. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I didn't leave, didn't leave anything out. I think that's sure. everything, right? Yes, I believe. We got the so. website. We have everything. Okay, well, well, I'm glad. Yeah, I want to get into this conversation uh, uh, today, and and so we're gonna we as we always do, we're gonna open up in a word of prayer because I believe prayer uh, goes before everything that we do. Absolutely. Right. So let's pray. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. 
Father, we just thank you for another opportunity to just come before you and just give you glory, O oh God. We ask that you would reveal yourself and unveil yourself in this marriage podcast, O oh God. All those that are listening that need uh, confirmation, affirmation, and direction in their marriage, may your word reveal and unveil yourself to each person. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and to be the paracletus, the, the one that unveils and reveals things to us, O oh God in the name of Jesus. And we just thank you, Lord God, for this this podcast coming together on one accord and that those that are listening that will be blessed, whatever they need in their marriage and their family, oh God, that you will provide those needs today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So yeah. So uh, tonight, we're gonna, uh, whether tonight, today, whatever, you might be in another country listening to this. It may be daytime <laughs> where you are. It, it might be nighttime where we are. Uh, whatever time it is, but whatever time it is, wherever you are, um, we're going to be talking about a beautiful marriage. Yes. A beautiful marriage. And so we're going to talk about love. L-O-V-E. Love. Yes. Yes. And so uh, we have a, a, a scripture that we have from the Bible. Um, and we're going to read that scripture. It comes from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting with verse 1. So you want me to read that or you want to read it? Uh, you can read it. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. I'm going to put it up. We can tag team. You can tag team. Off. Okay. And so here it says, it says, if I could speak all languages of earth and of angels, but didn't have love, didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't have love, but if I didn't love others, excuse me, I would have gained nothing. You want to read the rest? Yes. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of wrongdoing. It does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices whenever truth wins out. Love never gives up. Never love, love never loses faith, is always hopeful, endures through every circumstance. Okay. So let's let's uh before we go on to to get down too far. Yeah. We'll go we'll go back to back down there. But let's let's go back. It says if if I could speak all languages of earth and and of angels, but didn't have, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging. Cymbal. Yeah. And so I w- I want to talk about that. You know, I believe that what the what the writer is saying here is, you could be doing a whole lot of good stuff. Yeah. You could be a the most wonderful. Uh, CEO of your company. Yeah. You could be the most wonderful singer that sings on stage and and the crowd loves you, you know? You could be whatever the career choice is, whatever it is that you do and like whatever it is your gift, your talent is. Yeah. You could be doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But he says if you don't have love, yeah. It's like you're only like a, a clanging cymbal. 
yeah. or a gong, something that really means nothing. It's just like you're making noise. Yeah. You're just making noise. It doesn't really mean anything. So what you want to talk about that for? Yeah, I think that, you know, love is an action word. Yeah. And so sometimes when we love, we do it. We think that we love, but we're not actually given the true love that an individual needs. Or even as you say, I could be doing all these wonderful things, but I don't give love. So all the things that I do are, are, are being a CEO or being a great singer, but I don't have love, it, it profit nothing, in other words. Mm-hmm. We won't get anywhere in life if we're doing it and we're not, we don't have the love motivation behind it. Mm-hmm. Have you ever uh, received something from someone and, you know, they really didn't uh, care about you? They just really gave you something. I remember somebody gave me a cookie for my birthday. And, I, you know, I, because I'm the type of person that I appreciate everything that someone do does for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying to be smart with me. You know, everybody else gave me something that was really nice. But I don't value what people give me based upon how much it costs. I feel like the intentions of the heart is what actually matters. Mm -hmm. And so when they gave it to me, they laughed as though it was a joke. But for me, I told them, I said, just because you thought about me, I appreciate it. Mm. But the motivation behind it was not to uh, be sweet to me. It was to really try to just tell me, this is what I think you're worth. So when we do something for anybody, whether we're singing a song or we're being a CEO of a company, we need to be able to do things with the motivation of love behind it. And that's what I see. Yeah, and 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 what I see in that also is that, you know, when we're talking about married couples, is that you can, you, you know, you can do a lot of stuff at home for your spouse. You can cook dinner, you can one run bath water, you can do a lot of things. And because we do things sometimes to show our love. But the most important thing is for that person to know that you love them. Yeah. Not just a whole bunch of things. A lot of times men think, well, I, I go to work every day. I get out here and I work hard. And that's a wonderful thing. It's a noble thing that you're, that you're working and you're taking care of your family. But how you treat that person, the love that you have for that person is the most important thing to, to be able. Some, some, some people say or some women may say or men, even men say, hey, I, you know, I know you do a lot of things for me, but I want you to listen to me. I want you to respect me. You know, so so many times it's like if you don't have respect for a person and things like that, and and you're not showing that person that you love them by the way that you treat them, it doesn't matter how much you do for them. Yeah. I don't want you to, you know, show me by all these things that you do for me if you're not showing me respect or if you're not showing me appreciation. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So that's what it is in the marriage is that the person needs to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you love them. Not just by what you do. That's a good way to show love because love is an action word. But they need to feel it. They Like, you respect me. Like, you are, you would say to me many times, you know, if I might have talked to you a certain way, you'd say, don't don't talk to me like that. <laughs> you know? Because you, you, you're you like, okay, I asked you a question. And now you like, you know, you're speaking to me loudly or you're, you're yelling aggressively at me. So now I can say I love you. Right. If I talk to you rudely. Right. And do I really love you? Right. Because love is patient and it's kind. And really, we have to um, master the love walk here on earth because a lot of times, you know, we, like you said, I could cook for dinner for you. I can do all these things. But I, what you need from me is respect, right? Right, right. So if I cook dinner and I slam the food on the table and I, you know, I'm ready for you to hurry up and eat so I can just get the dishes done, 
and you can hurry up and get out of the way. I'm not really giving you my the my very best. I'm just doing it of what I know because I know you like dinner fresh hot dinner when you come home mm-hmm. so it but if I do it in a in a way of I need you to hurry up and eat and I really didn't want to cook dinner I'm, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys I don't love to cook but I cook very well so what I do is I put on some nice music and I put on some candles and I begin to set the atmosphere so that I can cook dinner so that I would um so that I would make it beautiful and make it you know taste and smell good so, but if I came to you in that way, just rushing you through the dinner and throwing and slamming things down because I don't particularly love to cook, then it wouldn't be a motivation of my love. But because I present it to you, I lay it on the table. Mm-hmm. I have the candles ready for you. And I talk to you and I ask you, how is your meal? I show you how much I care mm-hmm. for you. And the same token, when I say I need you to listen to me, that is my love language. Mm-hmm. So we have to learn each other's love language the way that we, um, the, the the way that the person needs, not the way that we think. Right. And that is some of the things that um, being lo- loving that person, love is patient, love is kind. It's not easily provoked. Mm-hmm. And so by me showing you kindness in the way that I love on you, the way that you want to be loved. Sometimes we love on people the way that we feel like we think that they should be loved. Right, right. What do you say about that? Yeah, because um, I, it's just because I may like that, it may not be the same for you. Exactly. Somebody's, and we, we, we were talking about that. Love, you have to know that person's language. Yeah. That person's love language. You know, because it's like two people can be speaking two different languages and they can be frustrated in the marriage because you think, okay, well, this is what his love, her love language is, me doing this. And, and like, like I said before, um, I could think, okay, as long as I go to work and I bring home the money, that's that's the love language that she wants. Right. But no, she may want to have conversation. Yeah. She may want to have intellectual talk, talk about uh, goals, vision, and, and and those type of things. You know. And and so when a woman knows that we're that we're on our way on this journey, yeah, we have goals and we have a vision for where we're going. That I believe that brings an excitement, and then and it increases. The, the relationship it makes the relationship better but so many times we are we're speaking two different love languages some people like to cuddle and some people are like oh you know cuddling is not for me you know what I mean but right. that may be a person's love language I want to I want to touch you I want to feel you I want to be close to you right you know so we have to once we understand what that person's love language is and it may be a sacrifice for sometimes because you may not like doing it you know right. like you were you were talking the other day about you know you know you're not really a football person Right. But it's football season. I'm gonna watch football with right. or without you. Right. But <laughs> I love it when you sometimes and sit down and say, okay, what's you know, and sit down and watch the game, you know. And it may be sometimes that you might want to just watch a uh, your little favorite little show or something, you know. That may I may not be into it as much, but I because I want to spend time with you and I want to be close to you, I'm gonna sacrifice my time to do so. I'm not gonna be like, well, I don't, I'm not gonna sit down and watch that, you know. Okay. Now sometimes we just decide that hey. You know, I don't, I don't feel like watching that tonight. I'm going to go watch this and we'll just watch separate things. And that's fine. Right. But at, sometimes we have to sacrifice and love sacrifices. It does. You know, it does. And, you know, compromise is one of the things when, you know, when you understand that love is patient and love is kind, you do compromise. And, you know, there's like he said, I'm not a football person, but I compromise. And sometimes I'll sit down and watch it. He doesn't need me to sit on the couch with him. 
but I'll do it because I know that he enjoys football. And so I'll just stay for a little while and, you know, let him eat his little wings and stuff, you know, but then I'll go and do what I need to do. But then he'll, there's times where I have like a love movie I would love to watch and I'll, he'll sit down and watch it with me. It might be hard for him, but we compromise. And that's what love is. It, it, it's, you, you don't just have your own way. You're not puffed up. You're not angry. You don't, you don't get angry easily. He always wants to watch the football. So will I get angry at him because I want him to watch a movie with me? No, I go ahead and compromise. And then he does the same for me. And that's what it is. And and, may, and this is another part of love. We don't love because you always agree. We always agree with each other. A lot of times we might not always agree, but we agree to disagree. I don't stop loving my husband because we don't agree. But there are times where he might treat me a little funny because I don't agree with him. Mm-hmm. And so the, the things that we have to go back to to get the love walk in is that love is patient and love is kind. And so even in our disagreements, we still have to be kind to one another. Yeah. And we that, have to work on that. And that's, <laughs> walk through it. It's together. hard, too. Yeah. I mean, it's hard sometimes because when you are, you feel a, a passionately about a certain thing and then the person doesn't agree with you, it's like, man, you know, you have to really, really work on that. On that. That's why when it says it's patient. Oh, yeah. You know, because even, even each one of these, it says love is patient and it's kind. You know, it takes a whole lot of patience, oh, you know, yeah. to to be in a marriage yeah. because, you know, you're not going to think the same all, all the time. You're not going to agree about everything, but it's OK. Right. That's when we learn to be patient. OK. And, and, it, and you know, when it says love is patient, you know, the particular thing that I want to focus on when it says love is patient is, you know, it takes time for sometimes for your spouse to change, to work on things. Yeah. I think sometimes people just want instant uh, change. You know, they want to get they get married to the person. They see issues and they just ready for that thing to change right away. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, no, it takes time. I mean, if you've been doing something for a, a, a long time, uh, uh, living a certain way, uh, when you are by yourself for a long time, you don't just get married and then it's like uh, this magic thing happens and all of a sudden you're just different. You know, it takes some time. And so when we have to be patient with one another, you know, there's been times in our marriage where you had to be patient with me. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. I'm not saying that at all. It yeah. was hard. It was like there are times that anger comes out because this person is doing certain things. You're like, I don't understand why you're doing that. Oh, yeah. And then, and you know, but over time, time passes by, hopefully, as long as we can know that that person is making little changes to become better, you know, right. we, you got, if you, if they're, you know, the hardest thing is if you're not making any change, right. You know, that's a hard thing. You just oh, yeah. see the person, they not, you know, you, you, you talking to them, you telling them stuff and no change is happening. That's hard. Yeah. The Bible says hope deferred make the heart sick. Mm. So, uh, you know, when it's been five years, 10 years, 15, 20, and it's no change, you know, the person becomes discouraged after a while. But this is the thing that I, I want to hone in on, that the only way that we can work through this love walk and walk through this journey is with Jesus. He's mm-hmm. the only way. You know, my husband was going through so many different changes in life and um, the hurt was there, the disappointment. And if you guys ever read our book, then you'll understand what I'm talking about. I don't want to get deep into it, but um, because we keep it real, you know, in our book and we tell the truth. Um, It was very difficult. There was times I just cried. There was times I I wanted to give up. There was times 
you know, we were court ordered to counseling and things of that nature. So we didn't we didn't have this love walk. So we're talking about something that we actually walked through and actually um, overcame. And we're still working through it because as long as we're here on the earth, we're a work in progress. Jesus, you know, is the ultimate, you know, when we get to see him is when we'll we don't have to work at this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we had to walk through this. He had to work. And, I, and, you know, now that my husband is on the flip side, he's changed and all that good stuff. He's having to work with me through my little issues. And I'm going to call them little <laughs> when we say that, ladies. And um, go ahead and say what you're going to say. No, no, no. I was Go ahead. Listen. And he told me, you know, he had to learn how to be patient with me. Yeah. I could tell this sometimes that he was getting impatient and feeling a certain kind of way. I want you to elaborate on that, sweetheart. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I was I had to be shocked into reality because I'm thinking like, OK, uh, I'm you know, you discover things along the way. And so she, as she began to discover things about herself, I'm like, what? And so, and 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 we just had a, a all out conversation one day. And she was like, you're going to have to be patient with me now <laughs> with my stuff, you yes. know? And I was like, wow, you know? And, and so it's, it's reversed on the other side and it's like, okay, and that's what I'm going to, I'm going to have to do. Yeah. And during that time, I'm going to be honest, what, what I had to do Honestly, in my own time, yeah, I had to talk to the Lord. Absolutely, I had to little have a little conversation with God. Said, God, you got to help me, yeah. help me now, yeah, to be as patient as she was with me, yeah, when I was going through my stuff, yeah, you know, because sometimes I just don't think people show enough grace to one, yeah, and that's why the Scripture says it's patient and it's kind, yes. Because we have to show grace to it's kind. Mm-hmm. What the word kind by itself is just a powerful word. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be kind to you. I'm gonna listen yeah. to you. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna uh, be patient with you. You yeah. know, as you know, as, as you go through the process that you're going through. Oh, yeah. Because I love you. Right. So be, the reason I'm doing it is because number one, I love Jesus. Yes. And then number two, I love you. So if I'm telling you, I'm not gonna just be sitting up here shallow shallowly saying to you hey i love you you know we tell people that all i love you i love you every day but but when you're not doing what i think you should do or I, you're not where i think you should be am i yeah. gonna still be patient right am i gonna still be kind yeah so that's when love is really in action is when you're able to show it when things are not so good yeah everybody can show love when things are good oh they're doing everything i want them to do i'm uh i'm good yeah you know, every, i love them but then what about when things are not so good yeah. Do you really have love for that person? Yeah. And, you know, it's 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 grace. And, and really, you have to have the Lord because, um, you know, I wasn't always patient and kind either, you know. And then I grew to this. That's what I, what I want to say is I grew to be um, a, a kind and a patient woman. Um, and uh, it was many sweat and tears and, and spending time in the presence of God to groom me to be a Proverbs 31 woman. It didn't come automatically. And so prayer was my essential thing that I did. I, I needed it. I had to have that time with God. And, <laughs> and Yeah, because one time I came home <laughs> and she didn't know I was at home. She was in the shower talking to the Lord about okay. me. So you see. I was like... <laughs> I was like Jesus, is, am I that bad? 
<laughs> oh yeah, he was that bad. <laughs> and he was bad, you know. And it well, it really wasn't his business, ladies it wasn't and my, gentlemen. It, I just happened to walk up on something I shouldn't have heard. But you know, it's so. But she funny. was talking to the Lord. I was glad she was. At least she was talking to the Lord. Yeah. So I was happy about that. Yes, it's so funny because I was saying to myself when I was speaking out loud to the to the Lord when I was in the shower. I hope He doesn't come and listen and hear me. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, you know, my prophetic gift started to move at that time. And, and I, I've kind of felt that he was there, but I wasn't doing it for that reason. I was actually in the bathroom minding my business and he overheard a conversation with God. And and because, and then we're going to, we need to talk about this, how we celebrate people the way that we think that they need to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was doing for me at that time. Mm-hmm. I was so grateful for all the things that he did for me, but I, I needed something different. Mm-hmm. And that is what I was talking to the Lord about. I didn't need a new car. I didn't need, a you know, another gift. I needed intimacy. I needed to talk. I needed him to understand me. I needed some things from him that I would express, but he didn't understand. So he would give me all the beautiful things that he thought that I would want. And that is important. Because we can stop having like genuine communication because we're not listening to one another Mm -hmm. and giving the person exactly what they need, not what we think that you need. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, and then it goes on to say that it's not both jealous, boastful or proud or rude. And those are some powerful words right there. You know, jealous. You know what I mean? Uh, people are sometimes people are in marriages and, and there's jealousy there because that person may have a, a, a maybe making a certain amount of money or whatever. The je- jealousy comes from different things. Maybe that person grew up a certain way. And you're like and you hear that all the time. People say, well, you you grew up with a silver spoon in your mouth. And we were we you know, when I was growing up, shoot, we had it hard. You don't understand. And there's a jealousy because that person is grew up a, a different than you did or they had things that you didn't have. Yeah. But now that you're coming together. It's important to just throw all that stuff out the window. Right. You know, being rude, rude is the one word by itself. I mean, yeah. we have, we can tell you, it's yeah. been some times where we have been rude, rude, rude to one another. Absolutely. And it's like when we <laughs> were walking in that rudeness, we were not thinking about no love. You yes. understand what I'm saying? And God was not present, was he? Oh my God, no, nowhere near present, <laughs> you know? And so it's, it's, it's so easy to slip into rudeness. I mean, oh, yeah. quick, mm-hmm. as soon as you get upset about something, you you ready to slip right into rudeness, and right. so we we have to be careful about that. We have to be okay. I'm I'm getting ready to get rude. Right. Maybe we need to talk later. Yeah. Because I know what I, what I'm gonna say or what I'm thinking. Because what happens? It comes as a thought first. Oh, absolutely. And the thought comes, and so and then when the thought comes, the next thing you're gonna do, you're gonna speak it out. Yeah. And then it's gonna be sometimes you can say things that are that are wound that person for a long time. Absolutely. So you have to be careful. You have to you know you have to stop yourself. Yeah, I mean, and there's been and we telling you from the horse's mouth. Oh, least, yeah. There's been times we, we didn't stop ourselves. Yeah. We said things, we, things that were hurtful to one another. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we might even did things that were hurtful to one another. And then it's hard for that relationship to men. It takes time yeah. to trust again that, OK, you're not going to be rude to me again. Yeah. Or you're not going to be this to me again. You're not going to hold stuff over my head. Or you're not going to bring up my 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 mess or my past, yes, whatever the case may be, my weaknesses, things that yeah. I share with you. Yeah. To when I'm being vulnerable with you. Exactly. And so that's when that's when the communication begins to shut down. When yeah. we become rude. Yeah. Uh, when we be, you know boastful, proud, 
because mm-hmm. hey, nobody can't tell you nothing. Yeah. You know, and I've I've heard that. You know, we we said that the one I can't tell you nothing no more. Anything I say to you, yeah. you you just you start acting. You know, you don't you don't listen no more. Yeah. So and and, and so it's it's very very critical. Yeah. yeah. I was the queen of rolling eyes and sucking my teeth and not holding my tongue. And so uh, he's mimicking me. But, you know, the thing of it is, is that the more I got closer to God, the more things began to come off of me. The more I saw how that behavior was not acceptable. And that's how I started to be able to hold my tongue. And, you know... I can always tell when I am not having spent quality time with God because this love walk uh, will let you know. It, it lets you know how you treat people. It lets you know how you uh, react to people. It, it just it, If you're close to God, the more you get into his presence, the more he begins to show you the things about yourself that needs to change. A lot of times when people cannot see themselves is because they haven't matured to the place where they are open mm. to receive And that is the thing, you know, when we are told something that we don't like, it's a little, it's, you know, mostly truth and a little bit of not truth. Um, But then, you know, it's how people perceive you. Now, I'm not saying that we should always take what everyone says and just try to change and become that. But the person that's closest to you, your spouse or someone that you really trust, you need to listen to them. And but if, if you can't hear from God as well, because we need all of it, we need to hear from God and we need to hear from people mm-hmm. and we do checkups with each other, you know, and between that time. So to say, you know, I'll, I might say to my husband, is there anything that you see that needs to, that I need to change? You know, uh, am I being rude or am I, you know, helping to meet your needs or vice versa? We see each other. We do some checkups. Uh, is there anything that I need to change? And is there anything you need from me? Um, because we need to be vulnerable enough to do that. Now, I'm not saying that when your spouse is nasty and rude and is treating you wrong and cheating on you, that you go to them and you're vulnerable. You can't do that. That's when those boundaries have to come up because you can't trust on that level. But little by little, as God gives you the wisdom, and that's why it's so important to spend time in prayer with God, he will begin to show you things. He'll begin to show you things that about yourself that needs to change and he'll begin to show you things about you and 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 you can be vulnerable to your a spouse he'll begin to show you how to 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 minister to your spouse whether it was cooking or you know drawing a bath or just doing something nice for them baking a cake or buying a cake or some cup, cupcakes or cookies or having tea whatever it is i'm just saying we will begin to flow in the way that we should flow in our relationships. And also he will let us know if this relationship is actually working because sometimes, you know, what God has put together, let no man put asunder. But then there's sometimes we have put together things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy might say, you know, she got the mom body and, you know, I want that. I want to be with her. Uh, she comes to church and all of this stuff, but she might not be the right one for you. And sometimes we're looking for a type and then God has a type that is just for us. When I met my spouse, when I met my husband, he was not my type. But when he opened his mouth, he was everything that I needed and I wanted. And sometimes we're looking on the external and we're not looking at the heart. I had been through a bunch of different bad relationships in the past, not a bunch, but a couple. And 
I knew that I wanted someone that had a heart after God. I didn't want just anybody. And so we have to be careful on how we choose. And so sometimes when we're in these relationships or in these marriages and we're we're trying to make it work, trying to make it work, we have to ask God for wisdom. I'm not saying leave your spouse and if they're doing bad things. No, love is patient. Love is kind. It's not easily provoked. It keeps no record of wrongdoing. And that is something that we did in the past, but we grew past it. If you cannot grow through it, then you have some problems. If you're stuck in a relationship and nobody is trying to grow, nobody is trying to make the next move. Nobody is trying to go to do what is necessary for growth and development in your marriage. Then we have a problem. So we need to assess it. When you spend time with God, he shows you how to deal with it. And then he will send others that you might not even know or podcasts like this to help you to get along to your next step in your journey in life. Mm-hmm. And so you have said a mouthful and that is in itself and so much good information. And so um, that, 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 that is a blessing. And it's everything that you said is right on point and true. And we, and that's what we want you to do. Whatever it is that you need to do to be able to invest in your marriage, in your relationship, that's what's going to help it to become the marriage that you want. It's, it's come, but it's going to take both of you. Sometimes they tell people, oh, it's just, it, you know, uh, j- just one person doing it. And that just as long as that one person is praying, just as long as that one person is doing this and doing that, it takes two to make this thing work. And and also it takes three because God wants to be the threefold cord in your marriage. He wants to be that third. You know, it's like a a, a cord, a, a rope, and it has it's uh, one rope by itself is, is OK. But when you put two together, it's strong. But when you put three together, it's really strong. And so. That's one of our, our you know, uh, foundational scriptures is a threefold cord that has you, your spouse and God in it. It's not going to be easily broken. Yes. It's going to be able to stay, uh, you know, stay together and, and work that thing out. So we want to uh, we want to we want to continue this conversation the next time. We want to thank you so much. We want to keep we don't want to keep it too long. We want to thank you for tuning in to the Marriage Reloaded podcast. And we're going to continue next time to talk about a beautiful marriage and continue to talk about love, having love in that beautiful marriage. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on the Marriage Reloaded Podcast. We love you. Thank you. Bye-bye.